Good morning, everyone. Good morning, my cohort, Melissa. Oh, good morning, Matt. How are you this morning? Now, you know what, Melissa? You and I both know it's not a really good morning, but it's really not. we are here on what is happening. We are considering this to be a special edition because it is. This is not one of our normal Wednesday morning debut episode drops that we have. Um, you know, when Melissa and I started this whole thing, um, you know, we talked about it forever and ever, and we talked about how we wanted to tell our stories. We wanted to share some of the funny things that uniquely happened to the two of us. Um, and we also wanted to talk about non-political current events like St. Patrick's Day, St. Joseph's Day, the time change, uh, because they're humorous in their own way also. Um, so the bottom line is we wanted to present a podcast that was humorous, but it is called What is Happening, and um, sometimes what is happening it's not humorous. It's uh, something sad. And when it comes to Melissa and I, we have both been music fans since our childhood. Like, I don't mean childhood, like, you know, 12. I mean, since we were little, little, little um, kids. And, you know, I mean, Melissa wanted to be Cindy Lauper and marry Boy George. I did. Um, I wanted to marry Nancy Sinatra. I don't know if I wanted to be somebody. I think I would have been happy just being me and married to Nancy. Hmm, but I'm yeah. going to have to think about that. Um, so we had something very tragic happen yesterday. And uh, we lost a major musician. Um the drummer for the Foo Fighters, Taylor Hawkins. And there's quite the history with um, Melissa and her husband, Teddy, with Taylor. And also, years prior, uh, a little bit of history with Melissa and I. Um so, Melissa, do you want to start in our tribute to Taylor? Uh, yeah, and um, I will try as hard as I can to not have a breakdown. But um, being the music people that Matt and I are, um, we oftentimes break down. And it's one of those things, I when Prince had passed away, there's a quote that came out that said, people that don't fully understand really never will. So frankly, you should just keep your mouth shut. But um, it's not that we, obviously, we don't know these people on a very personal level, but it is a loss of someone who has impacted your life. And music is so important to so many people and music is able to express feelings that sometimes you can't find the words for. So you have that heartstring connection to them. So Matt and I, um, we had the great opportunity together back in the year 2000 to do something with the Foo Fighters. And 
more recently, um, Teddy and I were able to actually spend an hour with Taylor and his wife. And it's kind of um, one of those amazing stories. And from that grew beyond an appreciation for him as a person and just what a talent he was. Teddy, um, tomorrow on our show, Songs from the Attic, we're going to pay tribute to Taylor. The time that we ran into him, the Foo Fighters had played back-to-back shows at Madison Square Garden, and we were just leaving um, a show to see Billy. And Teddy right now, I'll be honest, is overly calm, which is surprising me a little bit. Um, I'm a bit of a mess. And I just kept posting last night and looking. I had signed on to Facebook uh, before I went to bed. And the first thing I saw was a post from the Foo Fighters. And it was the post that I think most of you have probably seen by now. It's a black background and they had written about his passing. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I'm like, I can't post this until I verify some information. So I'm looking all over the place. And I'm in the living room just repeating, oh my God, this can't be real. This is, I can't, this can't be. So Teddy comes in the room. He's like, what? And I go, Taylor. And when we speak about him, we call him just by his first name. Uh, like, Taylor. He's like, what? I go, he passed away. And Teddy's face immediately fell. And he got on his phone and we're looking and we're searching. And, and he never posts on Facebook. He posted, please tell me this is a joke. Please tell me this is a joke. And I had posted, I hope what I'm seeing right now is not true. And I went to Twitter and I went to Instagram and Facebook and TMZ and CNN and People Magazine. I'm all over the place trying to find something. And finally, within like five minutes of us searching all over the place, the news articles started to come out. And I just sat there in absolute tears. Then Teddy put a post up that broke my heart. Um, there's a great photo of Teddy and Taylor and we're going to, that photo has tried to do other things, um, throughout the years, but Teddy put a post up that said, um, something like such a tragic loss, a great person. But at the end of the post, he had said how we sat down with Taylor and his wife and ate greasy pizza at three o'clock in the morning. And Teddy wrote, it was one of the greatest and most memorable nights of my life. So to see that, I know that my husband's going to be hurting. When Neil Peart passed away, he was a wreck. Neil's the reason he became a drummer. Taylor is someone that Teddy just appreciates beyond belief for his talent and his story, how he started, you know, with Alanis Morissette in Canada and Alanis Morissette was opening for the Foo Fighters and Dave Grohl had said to Alanis uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take your drummer. And they were joking back and forth. And then all of a sudden Alanis looked at him and said, I'm I'm gonna lose you, aren't I? He's like, Yeah. And then in 1997, when Taylor joined the Foo Fighters, it all kind of just went from there. And, and we have the band that we have now. And it was, yes, Dave Grohl was the front man for it. And Dave Grohl, for any of you that don't know, was the drummer for Nirvana. So Dave, I immediately started thinking about him. Dave has now lost two, two musical brothers that he has been in bands with. I I can't imagine being him. Horrible. How? how, I just, so Dave was the drummer for Nirvana. Now he starts this new band and they interchange Taylor, you know, in concert, Taylor will get up and sing and Dave will go back and drum. And Dave's a great drummer. Um, 
every, a lot of the, not every, but a lot of the interviews, it would be Dave and Taylor. It would be both of them. So Taylor was also a face of the band and people immediately knew who he was. So Matt and I, as we've had so many concert experiences over the years, had one and it had to do with the Foo Fighters. July of 2000 and we had the K-Rockathon that used to be an annual event here. This particular year, it was a mess, not only because it was disorganized, but because we had a little weather condition. You know, (laughs) Melissa and I, we love these weather conditions. (laughs) Um, there were a bunch of bands. By the time the Foo Fighters came on, I believe it started to monsoon, of course. So the Foo Fighters decided not to play, which was a good idea. That is very unsafe. Uh, you were either able to get a refund, which I thought was nice because other bands did play, but they were giving out a refund. Or if you didn't want a refund, you could keep your ticket and you can go to the sound check in the fall. Now, if you wanted to see the actual show, you had to get a ticket for that. Which is fine and very nice that they even offered that, truthfully. Yeah, it was a great you know, thing. Us, I love sound checks. I do too. Sometimes they're better than the concert. <laughs> you get to see that background stuff that we, I mean, I do. I love that other stuff that happens. You know, at concerts, I love sitting where I can see all the hustle and bustle behind the stage. Right, right. So Melissa and I, of course, decided that we're going to keep the ticket and we're going to go to this concert in October. Now, before Melissa gets into her part, I want to say that, of course, I had issues because sound check was at four o'clock in the afternoon. I was currently working a customer service job that each week your shift changed. So people had various shifts. I had eight thirty to five. Well, sound checks usually an hour. So even though I was literally across the street, yeah. like I look out my window from my desk. And yep. I can see the landmark theater. Yeah. I'm like, I, I have to find somebody to switch with me. And of course, you know, you're living in a world of people that just don't get it. And um, so I'm getting a lot of comments. Gee, Matt, everybody wants to get out early on a Friday. I don't want to get out early on a Friday. Okay. It just so happens that there's this event that is a once-in-a-lifetime thing that is taking place on a Friday. It's hard when, you know, someday I'll understand the concept of ignorance. So we walk in, and there was not a large crowd by any means, and it was really amazing to see the band on stage just going through how things should sound. Remember, Matt, they handed out those stickers? Yes. Okay, so I had those stickers, and I never put them anywhere. I had them, like, with my stuff. So income the situation that happened with Teddy and I a couple summers ago, and I still have these stickers, and Teddy now has them all over his drum cases. So it's kind of cool that I had saved them for all those years, and it ended up being like the perfect, the perfect thing to to keep. We did not attend the show that evening. It was Friday night, February. No, sorry, November 10th of 2000. So we left after the sound check happened, and it, it, for me, it was my first sound check that I had ever attended. And what a great band to have things kick off with. Now this is the not. The the hype by any means, but this is when the Foo Fighters were very mainstream. 
And not that they're not now, but I think it's almost like a Dave Matthews band situation. Um, You have like your radio hit, so to speak, and then you continue to release albums and your diehard fans know about them, but the average general music listener might not know that you have 17 albums out at a point because they're not following you unless your songs are on the radio. And the Foo Fighters just, they were there. And I truly think that as time went on and music kind of morphed into this weird whatever it's become, they became the true rock and roll band. Very much like the Stones and Led Zeppelin and those bands that you don't see anymore and the bands that don't put on shows like that anymore. True rock band. I would never consider them grunge, though Dave Grohl came from grunge. I wouldn't consider them pop by any means. They were not a Guns N' Roses, Metallica, hardcore. I I personally wouldn't say, but they put on a rock show. It was it was a rock and roll show. And I, I put them in comparison to, like I said, Zeppelin, the Rolling Stones. And it was great to have that kind of music back and, and to see the stadiums and the concerts packed with people who loved them and loved their music so much and loved the story of how they became what they are and truly Dave Grohl leaving Nirvana and and now having this another superstar band. That doesn't happen a lot when someone in a band passes and they try to move on and they didn't try to reconfigure Nirvana. That's not what they were about. They didn't want to have another Nirvana type band. Uh, They wanted to have their own with their own sound and they did and they were so successful in their videos. Oh my gosh. Their videos back in the 2000s were like mini comedy movies. Learn to fly with them on the airplanes, Dave Grohl in the fat suit trying to be the stewardess. I mean, these are like iconic They stick in your head videos and Taylor was always in all of them. And it was Dave and him goofing around. Um, Recently, they released a movie, Studio 666, which was listed as a horror comedy. I don't even know what a horror comedy is. So Teddy and I, of course, had to go opening night. Um, And it was so funny to see these musicians try to act. You know, it was like definitely not something in their wheelhouse. I went way off on a tangent. I'm so but sorry. But that's Dave. Dave doesn't like wheelhouses. I mean, Have you read his book yet? Oh, yeah. I have it right here. He, during COVID, he sat down and started writing and wrote this amazing book. If you don't have it, uh, please make sure you purchase it and really hear Dave's words. It's, it's just, it's a great take on things. So that leads us to... Um, the encounter, the pizza night with Melissa and Teddy and Taylor and his wife. So Teddy and I have the wonderful tradition of leaving Madison Square Garden, heading uptown, going to a bar, and then always turning the corner and going to raise pizza, getting a greasy slice of pizza to try to absorb the alcohol, and then heading back to our hotel. So this one summer night, we're in there and Me being me, those of you that know me and know my facial expressions will totally be able to see this picture in your head. We're standing there trying to order pizza. Not that it's complex. I just order cheese. This blonde, skinny, high-heeled woman comes stumbling in, and I, Teddy looks at me, and of course, my eyes are rolling. I'm like, here we go. Here we go. I'm like this beautiful, skinny blonde, and here I am. Anyways... Teddy is shushing me. Shush, shush. I'm like, what? 
stop, leave me alone. And he, he's on his cell phone. I'm like, what are you doing? He's standing behind a pole on his cell phone. And he's like, oh my God, oh my God, Melissa, do you know who that is? And I look over and, and there's the blonde. And now there's this guy standing next to her. I'm like, oh, it looks like a blonde haired Dave Grohl from Foo Fighters. Teddy goes, that's Taylor Hawkins. I'm like, no, it's not. No, Melissa. And he's pulled up on his phone a selection of photos of Taylor. So Teddy gets like overly excited. He tried to like go up to Ray Romano in a subway and Larry David at the garden. I'm like, leave these people alone. They're just people. Leave them alone. He couldn't, especially because it was a drummer. So Teddy goes up to him and he's like, he sidles him. Like he goes right up to him and is standing like they're touching shoulders and he leans his head in. He goes, hey, I know who you are. And Taylor looks and he goes, ah, you know who I am. He puts Teddy in a headlock, gives him a noogie. And Teddy starts talking to him and he's like, I'm sorry to be this, but can I get a picture with you? So there's this great photo of Teddy and Taylor. Now I'm sitting down and this blonde has decided to join me. I'm like, there's the whole place. I'm like, oh God. So I'm sitting there and we start talking and, and she's just having a general conversation about New York and whatever. And then Teddy sits down and then Taylor sits down and I'm like, wait a minute, this is his wife. So we sat there eating pizza, talking music, talking Nirvana, Foo Fighters. We had a conversation about Liberty DeVito, drum technique, how they play drums. Taylor loves Liberty. Um, they, The Foo Fighters had just played two nights prior to Billy. It was one of those moments where you're sitting there, you don't really feel like you're you're talking to somebody that's known worldwide. You're just talking to this new person that you meet. My theory in life is to meet a friend wherever you go and just a general conversation. I had even offered to quit my teaching job up here to move to New York and private tutor their children. Um, and we ended up leaving, shaking hands, you know, and and you know, obviously we're not like exchanging phone numbers or anything like that, but it was just a great, it was a great night. Teddy still glows when he tells this story. And I remember I posted the picture on Facebook and Instagram. So many of the people that I went to high school with are like, is that Taylor Hawkins? Oh my God. Just blown away. It was one of those blown away moments. So that happened a couple of years ago. And then an announcement happened just about a year ago that the Foo Fighters were coming to the amphitheater, which is right down the street from Matt and I. We've discussed that before. And Teddy and I were honestly on the fence about going. Not because we didn't want to go. It became a monetary thing. Um, and then at the last minute, I'm like, you know what? They had moved the show because of COVID and it was right two days before Teddy's birthday. I'm like, no, we're, we're going. We're going. So we went. And... Man, I feel bad. I feel like I'm just talking through this whole thing. No, right go now. ahead. So we get tickets and Taylor is known and Dave, they're known for bringing fans up onto, state, onto the stage. And you can check out YouTube videos and they get these kids and adults and the talent that comes out of them is amazing. So I said, this is it. I have to find a way to get Teddy on stage to play with Taylor. I just, I have to. So I blew up the photo into an eight by 10 and I made a smaller size poster because like we will discuss in the future, I have made banners, cloth banners that are huge to bring to Billy Joel shows. But then I bring them and I feel bad because I don't want to hold it up and block anybody's view. So I had arranged all of this stuff and I was putting stuff on TikTok. I got TikTok for this whole reason. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. I'm like, we have to try to find a way to make this happen for Teddy's birthday. 
I had worked on a couple of things. I'd been in touch with a couple of people and it looked like it was going to be a go. And I, I was nervous. I couldn't say anything. Teddy was downstairs that entire week playing Everlong and learn to fly constantly on the drums. So I knew he, he wanted it. It would have meant a lot to him, even though he kept playing it off like it wasn't a big deal. So we go to go into the concert and I was told specifically, here's the gate you need to go in. Here's what you need to do. I need to know where you're sitting. The whole thing. So we go in the gate and the security guard there goes, you can't, you can't bring that in. It's too big. I went, no, no, no. I have, I have permission. No, no, no. You can't bring that in. So I'd given them a name of someone that they had to call and the person that they were trying to call could not be reached. Something was happening that it was like crazy town. So I had to rip up my poster. So now I'm thinking that was the thing that people were going to look for. Dave was going to look for the poster to know where Teddy was to call him up on stage. So now I'm thinking, oh God, now what's going to happen? So I'm kind of texting back and forth, but I'm getting no response from my person at the amphitheater that's supposed to help me with this. So we're sitting there and there was this God awful opening band and they get done and there's like the intermission time and it's getting later and later and later. Look at my watch. I'm like, they have a noise ordinance that kicks in at like 1130 and then contractually, because these musicians are part of the union, they're only set to play until a certain time. And then there's like all this money that becomes fines for them if they play over it. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, where, what is happening? All of a sudden I'm on Facebook and I'm seeing posts that the Foo Fighters are stuck on the tarmac in New York City and haven't left New York City yet because of weather. I'm like, they haven't left New York City yet. I'm like, oh my God, we're standing here waiting for them. So finally, we were told that they were on their way. And then, you know, time passes and we see these limousines, these black limousines behind the road that goes behind the stage come flying in. And then they were on stage. They had a police escort from the airport to the amphitheater, which was like reminiscent of me of Paul McCartney at the Shea Stadium show with Billy Joel. But you're seeing this and I go, my God, they literally got out of the car, got on stage and started playing flawlessly. Vocals, flawless. I mean, I know they're a professional band, but still you need a little bit of like psych up time or warm up time. Amazing. So Dave gets on the mic and he's like, listen, I was one minute away from calling it and saying, we have to reschedule. We're not going to make it in time. And at that one minute mark, we were given clearance and we took off. It, it was just, again, like kind of a historic Syracuse music concert story. And it was all over the news the next day. So they were really tight for time. They were really tight for time. They wanted to get through their set. There was not as much audience band participation back and forth. And I knew at that point that this wasn't going to happen. Um, I will never forget. I'm going to get emotional just thinking about his face. I will never forget when they played those two songs and looking over at Teddy and his face just like sank. Um, and I was like, man, you know, that would have been so cool for him to have that happen. And it didn't. And, you know, you move on with life type of thing. And then, uh, and then last night happens and you start to think about so many different things. And whenever a musician that I feel a connection to passes, I always go through this mental check in my mind and it brings things back to just the 
frailty of life and it brings into personally for me, I think that there's going to be some upsetting deaths that are going to shake me pretty much to the core, but there's one in particular that I don't know how I'm going to function. And, you know, through the years, Matt, you in particular have said to me, Melissa, you can't, you can't go down that road. You can't think about that. And there is no preparing for it. But every time, you know, something like this happens, I immediately think, oh my God, you know, and and, and what really upsets me is the people that don't get it and how judgmental they are and they ridicule people and they roll their eyes at them. And then they think that we are just some emotional freaks who like people. I mean, I had somebody say that I just like the attention. That's why I'm crying. Um, No, I don't know anyone that chooses to cry and get themselves upset, but it's a reaction. And then you feel like you can't be human and you feel all this pressure, but you got, it's such a, a, a thing and it bothers me. And now at 50 years old, this man is gone, who was a tremendous talent. Dave Grohl has lost another musical brother. There are three children and a wife who are now left without the man and their family. And they were supposed to play at the Grammys next weekend. Yes. And they're overseas. They were He was in Colombia. They were supposed to play a show, and, and this happened in Colombia. A lot of stuff starts surfacing about past histories with different things, which at that point, it frankly, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This person is gone. And you start to wonder, and Teddy said it this morning, he's like, how is it? Are they going to be done? Is the band going to be able to continue now? Is Dave going to be able to have another drummer? That all gets thrown in the air. So then you have the loss of a band, possibly, that's created music that has gotten you through. So there's so many levels of grief and so many levels of things that are no longer going to be, and they're not going to be what they were. They're not. They can't be. And is is it going to be okay? Sometimes it is, and, and sometimes it's not. In this case, I personally cannot see the Foo Fighters being without Taylor. I, I can't see it. And he was not their original drummer. He wasn't with them the first three years of, of them being a band. But it was the fit. It was what it was. It was what it was supposed to be. So it's um, it was a hard night last night. Like I said earlier, T- Teddy is taking it far better than I am right now. And I think truly it's because I have had an overwhelming, again, messages from people. And I mean, my mother who sometimes really doesn't get this music thing. She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, people are like expressing their condolences to Teddy and I. Um, And those are the people that understand it, Melissa. Those are the people that understand. You know, there are still those out there that just will never, never get it. They'll just never get it. it, You Uh, know what, too? I, I always go back to you saying this to me and how, oh my God, how many years ago was it? And he, you had said to me, Melissa, people that are your true friends that understand you and love you at the core are going to be the ones that reach out to you Yes, when something happens to the one I can't talk about. Those will be the ones. And then you look at the ones who don't. I got sympathy cards in the mail for George Harrison. As like you should have. Like you would for... A family member. And that's, again, that's the messages today. And I almost feel bad. I'm like, oh my God, these people shouldn't be expressing their sympathies to to me and Teddy. Like, overwhelmed this morning with messages. 
Um, like we had, you know, greasy pizza for an hour, <laughs> you know, like I'm sure we didn't make an impact on him. Um, he made an impact on us, but it's, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming and it's hard. I think tomorrow may be difficult for Teddy on our radio show. We already have some pl- things in the works for how we're going to address this. And I think tomorrow may be, um, maybe a rough morning for him. Um, he is an emotional guy, but he tries to be tough. Um, and I don't know. I think very it might hit him. Good, very good description of Teddy. You've seen it. You, I mean, yeah. so I think when he starts to talk about it like I am right now, that might be his his breakdown point. But oh, just another. But th- definitely worth viewing Songs from the Attic tomorrow, WSIV 106.3. On the FM dial in Syracuse, uh, it's also on the TuneIn Radio app under those call letters, and uh, more importantly on Facebook because you will get to see everybody just cry live um, if you are in. And who doesn't want that, really? <laughs> you know what, though, I will say this: sometimes those moments and seeing those moments, if you're somebody who's feeling it, it might make you feel like you're not alone. Right. You're not the yeah. only one. That's true. So I know that this went on a whole lot longer, but it did. And we're going to, you know, make sure we shorten it up as much as we could. I know. My God. But um, my, just uh, as a final statement from both of us is um, we're grieving for Taylor's family. We're grieving for us. Um, we're and Dave Grohl. <laughs> For, oh my God, Dave! I love Dave so much. Um, Truly, yes. And you know what? What is happening isn't always good things, but that's why we wanted to put the special edition out again. Melissa and I know that now that we have started this, this is not going to be our last special edition, which yeah. is horrible to think what the next one will be. Um, but it's okay. It's okay. Because we're all in it together, and uh, we all support each other in grief. So that's that's that. I mean, we all have our different ways of showing it. Once I get my strength, I haven't had any strength since the blow last night. It was like, what? I love your album post last night. Oh, thank you. You know, I I have to say, and I don't think we've mentioned it before to any of our listeners, but. You can add Matt on Facebook. He does an album post every night at midnight and gives the history of the album, the band, the people in the band. And it's great. It sometimes might bring you back to a memory of a band that you may have forgotten about. Last night, that was amazing what you came up with um, very quickly. I was so devastated. I couldn't even move. And then finally, I I, I comment on Teddy's post. I comment on Melissa's post. They're, I mean, I'm getting private messages, of course, from Melissa, text messages. And, you know, then I'm like, oh my God, it's a rock star who I really like. I got to post something. I was like so distraught. And then I posted, you know, the fact that he had passed away. <clears throat> By about one in the morning, I said, shit, I didn't post it album yeah and I, I didn't even look to see what to post and i said you know what i'm gonna research taylor even if it's not on the exact date yep 
I'm going to fudge it. Um, and I did, you know, I'll perfect this week. Yeah. And that particular album I love because I love the James gang from the seventies. Yeah. We loved the James gang. That was like our little connection. Yep. Um, so I, uh, that was happy. Thank you for mentioning that. No, I really, and I think that, you know, again, I don't think mainstream people knew that he was a part of another band. And you have Dave Navarro um, from Jane's Addiction playing with him. And some of the stuff that they had released was just amazing. So Taylor was, you know, busy and working and and that album came out. The other thing that I've had Matt on a hunt for the DG's vinyl for Teddy. Um, Yeah, good luck trying to find that now. Again, music that people that are listening to Foo Fighters may not ever have been exposed to or just another classic, amazing American band that did so much that can be brought to the forefront again. So I'm glad we did this, Matt. I hope that our listeners kind of get a little bit more insight into us as people. Yes, and so. uh, And again, this this was a special edition. We will be back being as goofy as possible on Wednesday morning. Uh, because so, our list is growing of things to talk yeah, about. Yeah, and let me tell you, there's a couple that Oof. we have recorded that, <laughs> wow, I, I don't know. I got to talk to you, Melissa, about No, I really think the one that has to come next is another concert one. I because it was... So. With with somebody in the same era, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think after this, yes, that has to be. Yeah, I think so too. We need it because it's the funniest thing. It's hard to talk about, and it's shorter. Everybody, so yeah. (laughs) If you've listened now, the one on Wednesday will be shorter, and yeah, hysterical. So thanks for being with us, everybody. Try to have a nice weekend, and uh, listen. Why don't you throw on? some uh, Foo Fighters, whether it be on Spotify or your own personal stereo system. If you're a CD person, an LP person, why don't you <clears throat> why don't you do that? I try to honor somebody when they pass by playing their material. So why don't you give that a shot this weekend and uh, it might bring happiness. Absolutely. Very well said.